재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵. What time is it? What time is it? What time is it? Do you know what time it is? 그립방 아빠의 안타까운 웃음이 알려주면서 복지 지원을 So you've kept up with the coverage, uh, not just with our program, but perhaps just uh, the information that is flowing in right now. Uh, As it stands, uh, the Constitutional Court is still uh, determined to try and reach a verdict before the March 13th resignation of the acting Chief Justice Lee Jung-mia. They have now said that they will uh, allow one extension from the original 24th March uh, 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 February 24th being the final day for deliberations. Uh, They have extended that to... uh, the 27th, which is Monday, but that will not uh, impede any uh, verdict being made uh, before the term ends and having uh, Lee Jung-mi officially be a part of uh, the decision. Uh, a lot of back and forth, a lot of criticism, a lot of, uh, frankly, bizarre behavior from the president's legal team on the constitutional court side. As far as the special probe goes, uh, their clock is ticking. Uh, they are reaching the end of their 70-day mandate. 28th is the final day for that. Uh, tiny bit of a setback today where Wu Byung-woo, uh, one of the major figures involved in all of these allegations, uh, the former uh, Secretary for Civil Affairs in the Blue House, uh, his arrest warrant being rejected. Uh, let's uh, suss through all of this as best we can. Uh, we are joined by Korea Expose uh, Managing Editor uh, Koo Se-woong, and I suppose um, we can now call you CEO of a newly incorporated <laughs> and soon-to-be a media conglomerate Korea Expose, right? Congratulations, sir. Thank you. I'm not sure if this is entirely accurate, but... (laughs) Fake news journalism is what we do here on the program. Uh, Let's let's first talk about some of the issues that came out. Uh, This one actually, you know, a lot of people try to stay up for these arrest warrant uh, decisions by the judges. They don't know when it's going to come out. Sometimes it comes out at 5 a.m. This one, I think I was awake when when, when I got the alert, at least for this one. Uh, Around 1.20-ish a.m., it was uh, determined by the judge uh, ruling on the matter that Woo Byung-woo would not be arrested. Uh, what were your thoughts? Well, Woo Byung-woo gets away once again, right? It's I amazing mean... <laughs> how all these really major figures like the president, like mm-hmm. uh, Kim Ki-chun, uh, like th- these people that were such huge power brokers, uh, they've been all ensnared, but uh, this so-called Law eel has been able to kind of uh, resist the clause of justice. Well, we have certainly heard a lot about various eels in the course of this scandal. Yeah. Uh, Pang Gimun is an eel, yes. and Kim Ki Chun is an eel. Yes. But U Byung Woo may be the the eeliest the of them eel, all, yeah. right? Because here you have a man who is implicated in one of the biggest political scandals to to, to hit South Korea, but he's also implicated in many other corruption scandals that. Actually, have nothing to yeah. do with Chesunse, but we also need to remember that he's someone who's always been seen as extremely well connected, very influential, and very smart, too. and very smart. He's a great legal mind. He's a former prosecutor, the youngest ever to pass the uh, the uh, the bar exam. Here <laughs> you sound like a fan there. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've read too much about him, but yes. But regardless, yeah, you may hate him, but he 
it's just someone who knows the system. Mm. And they're actually having questions as to how seriously the special probe would investigate Woo Byung-woo for the very simple fact that Woo Byung-woo is a former prosecutor who is extremely well connected within that community. And we have basically prosecutors Uh, investigating him. So, so some people have alleged that perhaps, uh, the special probe actually has not really, uh, yeah. tried to make a strong case against this man. I think that's a little unfair because we don't really have evidence that indicates this. Uh, another argument is that actually the judge is the problem, right? His, uh, the name of the judge who rejected the request for the arrest warrant that <laughs> was trending on social media because that's just how much Koreans are angry at this ruling. Um, and there's something to be said about how uh, there are people who actually believe this is part of the special probes uh, strategy, which is that their term is ending at the end of this month and they need some justification yeah. for extending it for another month. And to do that, they actually need to let a very high profile suspect go so that they can make the request for extension and try to refile the arrest warrant. I mean, that's Taking a page out of the president's legal team playbook (laughs) saying, you guys think you're the only ones that can manipulate public opinion? (laughs) Well, we can do so too with this arrest warrant that we also thought was a 50-50 chance. And I I know that, as you say, there are these murmurings about, oh, well, uh, this so-and-so part of the special probe uh, worked with Woo Byung-woo back when he was in the uh, the Busan prosecutor's office and this other person, they were in the same uh, law training center period and all that. But if we take their sincerity and and they've shown they've accomplished quite a bit in this case that uh, this so-called failure will now leave a lot of people dissatisfied wanting more it's classic marketing um that leads us to our next question though because they don't really have time to try and gather more evidence to reissue an arrest warrant for Wu or even cover some of these other pending matters uh, in regards to the snowballing allegations so the question of extension uh, we've gone over this uh, many times already in this program what we know today is that acting president Huang still has not made any statement on it indications that he will not request it the legislative committee Kwon uh, Sun-dong will not put it through committee to the floor because he says all four parties have to agree, including uh, Henry. It's still hard to go into <laughs> Chaiyu, Hangukdang. It's, yeah. it's hard to Liberty kind of roll up Korea. My, yeah, Liberty Korea Party. And uh, the National Assembly Speaker, Chong si did say today that no, he will not uh, railroad the bill uh, for a, a vote. So it does not despite the efforts is what you're saying if that was a strategy by the uh, special probe to uh, well that's one interpretation we're not entirely sure this is the correct one not looking optimistic in your view as well right as far as an extension for the special probe I think that many people feel the um, the tenure of the special probe has really run its course Um, certainly there are many um, loose ends to tie up but um, overall I think the pro- the assessment on the performance of the special probe is quite positive and they have indeed achieved many things during a very short uh, investigation period and to see the opposition parties and to realize that maybe they're just not ready to expend their political capital for this when it's especially clear that um, we are well I'm sorry, let me backtrack. Uh, since it looks increasingly likely that we might have a ruling by the Constitutional Court on the impeachment in uh, early to mid-March. So what is the point of uh, dragging this on? 
I think that is how many people are looking at it. And um, and sure, there are things that the special probe could concentrate on, such as uh, going after additional chebols besides Samsung, or trying to deal with the fate of Chong Yura, who is in Denmark and he's being she's being detained for four more weeks there. So a lot of questions, but honestly, I don't think they can do everything. And so you're okay with the special probe ending its run? I think they should be able to continue their work. Okay. But realistically speaking, there is not a great chance that they're going to be able to do so. I made this point earlier, but I think we've all sort of been numbed by the bizarre nature of everything that's been going on the last few months is that 80% consistently, no matter what tactics the president's side has been doing with these uh, weird kind of publicity campaigns, 80% of the public, including a lot of the conservative base of this country believes that the president should be impeached. 70% right now say that this special probe should be extended. Now, you, we, we keep looking at these extreme numbers like 5% approval rating for the president and, and all of these things. That's It sounds, oh, okay, that's that's not a big deal. But that is a huge majority of the country. If you think, of, and I made the point before, we, we talk about that girl statue in Pusan and you think, oh, that's a, that's a slam dunk. Everyone should agree that that should stay there in front of the Japanese consul. It's actually 60-40. It's, it's, it's a pretty split even opinion, even issues of THAAD where you think it's such a hot button issue and people would be against it. I mean, this really does go against the will of the public. And I think, I know you're talking about you don't want to expend political capital, but you do risk, I suppose, disappointing a large number of people and not just the crazy leftists or, or you know, activist type of people. This is just normal people who feel that there needs to be more uncovered. Yeah, I mean, this is national unity, right? Which is something you don't see yeah. so often in South Korea. I think what you are referring to may very well be the reason why we are looking at uh, Prime Minister and Acting President Hwang Kyo-won's ratings falling right now. He's the undeclared presidential contender for the right. And, and, um, and is he really... Uh, going to have a viable chance at the presidency and and the fact that his uh, maneuvers in recent weeks uh, have really led to a fall in this uh, support rate does go to show that perhaps uh, the conservatives as a whole are making the wrong move. But to be honest, I mean, we talk about how extraordinary this whole situation is and looking at the how the president's uh, defense team has been playing the game at the constitutional court has also been quite interesting to watch. I mean, a debacle is the word that comes Today to was just my bizarre, mind. The, the yeah, I mean, it's bizarre. And it also really goes to show that they have really, either they have completely lost uh, touch with their senses or they just don't care at all about popular opinion at all at this point. It almost feels like they already, I, the, the way uh, Kim Pyongyil, I don't know how good a friend you are of his or, or how, how well you know his uh, past work, but he has been a controversial, very conservative figure, a uh, so-called legal uh, expert. But uh, his statements today really just slanderous against uh, the court itself and particularly Kang Il-won, who is sort of the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the judge in charge of the proceedings at this point. Uh, also directed against Lee Jung-mi, the acting chief justice. It almost feels like they kind of already know impeachment is inevitable and they are simply just, again, playing to the Pak Samo crowd, the uh, anti-impeachment uh, protesters and trying to stir up more and more anger, which I think is a very dangerous thing, especially, I mean, we don't think the judiciary is perfect, but you can't just deliberately 
impugn the integrity of this, the highest court in the land so flippantly just because it's not going your way. Yeah, in fact, um, uh, the president's legal team was trying to get uh, Justice Kang on the constitutional court to recuse himself right. on the ground that he has not been acting very fairly uh, with regard to the, the president's defense team. And and Justice Kang is somebody who has really become a very popular figure in recent weeks because he has been asking very pointed yeah. and logical questions regarding the defense strategy right. that is being mounted on behalf of the president. But to call him a spokesperson for the National Assembly prosecutorial team, mm. even you feel that goes beyond the pale, right? I mean, it's. I think they're just trying to lose at this point. But uh, we have been talking for quite some time, Henry, uh, as to what it is that the president is trying to do here. I mean, we we meet every week, and you're asking, uh, is the president deliberately trying to delay the impeachment ruling? And and now it's become very clear that that's really the only strategy mm-hmm. they've ever had. And now that the delaying tactic is not working anymore, the only thing they have left is to actually cast suspicion on the integrity of the judicial system and all the evidence that has been right. uh, offered against the president and to go after all the media who have been writing critically about the president. So this is the strategy they have remaining and it's really sad to watch and also is an affirmation of the how important it is actually for us to be up in arms about the scandal. It really goes to show that the administration really does not have any integrity and that is a very unfortunate thing. And Again, it's dangerous because, you know, we say a, a very small minority, but if we say 15% are opposed to impeachment and they are continuously getting riled up and they're being told that this is a, a scam and that, that there's some dark sinister force like this uh, 40-year-old guy, Ko Yong-tae, who's been the mastermind of this entire scandal to try and get back at Che Sun-sil, his lover, and that the president just got innocently caught in the crosshairs. And it's ridiculous. And you, you wrote um, a piece, or there was a piece on Korea Expose recently in this, uh, talking about the proliferation, right, mm-hmm. of, of fake news and, and, and how that is a problem. Uh, we are seeing the, uh, I, I don't want to be too generationally uh, divisive, but uh, the elderly population, especially those who have now access to social media through uh, Messenger, okay, yeah, in particular, they are getting a lot of um, very blatantly false stories, and unfortunately, they are uh, believing it 100%. And that is, again, a, a pretty dangerous thing in this country. It is, and and I have been just amazed at how much of it is going around. Uh, so, I mean, I, I mentioned in this piece that you're referring to my mother, who is not a political person. She's a stay-at-home housewife, and even she's getting all these messages, and it's impossible to know what the source of this information is. Who is behind this? Yeah. Who is circulating it? We have seen something like this in the past, in 2012 and 2011, when a lot of similar messages uh, that were geared toward praising the uh, then-president-to-be, Park geun and also demonizing opposition politicians at the time. And later it was revealed that it was actually the National Intelligence Service who was doing this. I'm not suggesting in any way that this is the case again in 2017. But the fact of the matter is we have seen state involvement in spreading this kind of uh, alternative facts or simply fake news. And and we seem to be seeing a very extreme phenomenon of this taking place one more time and at this uh, what is a very unstable juncture in South Korean politics. So that is very alarming. 
the JTBC has done some investigative uh, reporting on this, and they found that in the past it was a very amateurish kind of. You go on bulletin boards, and then they'll they'll spread these false stories, and it was just obviously fake. But this it's very sophisticated now, especially photographing kind of uh, images together. Uh, I mean, using Photoshop to to put these images together, uh, claiming real stories, uh, and kind of sort of obviating it to their purpose, like a, a quote from a Stanford professor saying something about North Korea and all of this stuff. And like you said, your mom, my mom, the problem is they're just blindly forwarding these messages to their entire contact groups. And I think that includes us. Uh, she sent me this message. It, it depicted um, Kim Jong-un uh, and his, his like shoulder to shoulder with Moon Jae-in and An Chul-soo and, and, and these other opposite politicians saying that they're all together as this club and, and people are eating this up. And I, again, it's scary and it's a bit sad. Well, I mean, we need to give some credit to uh, those who might be consuming this kind of fake news because uh, some of them at least have told uh, people at Korea Exposé that um, they actually have critical capacity. They okay. know how to <laughs> discern fact from fiction. Right, right. But, but you are right in saying, however, that um, these people are certainly susceptible to the message they're getting. And when you have thousands of them coming your way, um, is it really so easy to... Mm define what is uh, real from what is fake. I mean, it's just a kind of a mirror parallel to what we saw in the U.S. presidential election with all those uh, uh, fake news streams, uh, I suppose, geared toward one candidate's fan base over the other. Uh, Before we go, because we now see that the impeachment court will try and get a verdict by March 13th, and it looks like it's going to be hard to uh, delay it any further. Early presidential elections, um, probably early March, uh, late April at the earliest. Um, we've had a little bit of back and forth on this. Uh, the latest polls really showing again it's a two-man race at this point. Uh, the uh, the Democratic Party uh, primary is essentially the uh, national team short track uh, mm-hmm. Olympic trials because whoever wins that <laughs> wins the gold medal. They're going to win the presidency as it stands right now. Ani Jung has continuously made gestures to the right, the moderate base, the conservatives. Um, he had the comments regarding intentions, uh, regarding mm-hmm. K-Sports, Mir, um, President Park, President Lee Myung-bak. Uh, it rubbed some people the wrong, a lot of people the wrong way. It hurt the feelings of a lot of people as well. Mm-hmm. I know up till now, you've been quite kind of positive about this unifying message. He actually had to apologize for this Um it, it, you know, strategy, political strategy is good. Being unifying is good. But also, I think there are certain steps that sometimes you kind of go, okay, enough is enough. Well, you're talking about the, the talk of the town, which is the interview that Ani Jung gave to JTBC's uh, main news anchor, Son Sok-hee. There, I mean, a lot of my uh, people around me thought that Ani Jung had completely bombed it, right? He's exercising in some very strange, uh, uh, language that really doesn't seem to mean much of anything. He actually came across as rather vacuous, according to some people. And, and now that's what he's apologizing for. That said, um, it's been interesting to see how people who are not necessarily progressives or liberals react to Anizong's, uh, interview because those people have actually been very positive on the other hand. So unless his, uh, liberal supporters are going to abandon him in droves, I mean, I think he still might have done a solid performance here, right? Because the goal here is really to reach out to the voters who would never, ever vote for Moon Jae-in. That's and, true, but he's got to get to the general election. And mm-hmm. to get to the general election, he's got to reach the Democratic 
party primary voters, and we're talking right now party members, they want to make this entire open nationwide uh, primary, but still it is going to be remnants of people who support Moon Jae-in and Lee Jae-myung. And people are saying, oh, we can have a coalescing of number two and three. Where, where Annie Jung and Lee Jae-myung try to combine to get the two. But the flip side, it does look more likely that would be Moon and Lee Jae-myung forces combining to counter Annie Jung. I, I, it just seems like still a very tough path to try and win the Demo- Democratic primary this way. Yeah, I mean, only time will tell. I think two things to keep in mind is that Moon Jae-in certainly has a huge following within the party, but there is a lot of anti-fans also. I mean, we talk about shy conservatives in South Korea. I think we also need to talk about the shy anti-Moon Jae-in faction within the Minju party. And the, ultimately, I think some voters, at least uh, some Minju party members are still thinking that when you go to the general election, do we want to p- put forth a candidate who might have a shot uh, at credibly winning the election by drawing the support of those who might be in the center? Or do we want to fall back right. on the same candidate who ran five years ago and who is very much seen as a, as a farm leftist and I mean, these are very different strategies. I mean, right. The question is which one the party members are going to Oh, man, support. it sounds like a Bernie bro versus a Hillary bot type of <laughs> argument in the lead up to the U.S. presidential elections. And that is a depressing thing to think about right now. Uh, we're out of time. I wish we could debate this more. Uh, hopefully we will. Sailing as always, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure.